come a little closer and spend a moment with me as we think about our Bible reading today. The very first verse of our Bible lesson today says, The Lord is my shepherd. There are lots of places in the Bible that talk about God being sort of like a shepherd. I don't know if you've ever seen a real shepherd, but I know some of you get to be shepherds on Christmas Eve when we gather for worship. And if you've ever dressed up like a shepherd on Christmas Eve or any other time, you know that a lot of times you get a staff, like this big, tall stick that's curved at the top. That's called a shepherd's staff. Well, in the psalm that we just heard, the psalmist says, the staff and the rod of the shepherd are comforting for the sheep. He's saying that there's something about the shepherd that's like God. And what is it that the staff and the rod do for the sheep? Well, the staff has this big crook in it, this big bend in it, so that if a sheep slips down a hill or maybe gets stuck in some bushes, the shepherd can gently pull the sheep out and bring the sheep back into the flock and back on the path that they're walking on. The rod of the shepherd was used in sort of the same way. You know, they have to move a lot of sheep in the same direction, and there might be a sheep or two that's sort of going off in the wrong direction, and the shepherd can use the rod just to gently guide them and keep them on the path. And that's what God is like in our lives. God can rescue us and save us and help us when we get into trouble or struggles. And God can guide us and show us the way and keep us making good decisions and good choices. And it helps us to hear from God when we pray, when we read the Bible, and when we worship together. Let's pray together now. Loving God, we thank you so much for taking care of us and for guiding us. We're grateful for the Bible which tells us that you are like a shepherd, always looking out for us, always providing for us and protecting us and guiding us. We thank you, O oh God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I look forward to seeing some of you all dressed up as shepherds when it comes time for Christmas. Several months ago, a group of us on staff got together to plan out worship from January through the summer. And we wanted to focus our sermons around this theme of the journey. In the month of February, we wanted to look at the first part of the Sermon on the Mount, and we called it the journey upward, going up the mountain with Jesus. In the season of Lent, the month of March, we shifted to the journey inward, where we continued with the Sermon on the Mount and we began exploring spiritual practices like prayer and fasting to look at the inner life as we follow Jesus. And then our plan was, after Easter, in the season of Easter, to shift to the journey outward and to read all of the passages from Acts that are in the lectionary during these weeks. But then the coronavirus hit. And we've landed in a very different kind of season than the one we expected. 
And many of us find that what we need most from the scriptures in these days is a word of comfort, a word of assurance, a word of hope. And so we decided to shift our plans a little bit. Instead of hearing this morning about the stoning of Stephen, the first Christian martyr, we turned to the psalm instead. And lo and behold, the psalm assigned for this day in the lectionary, just as a gift, is Psalm 23. Perhaps the most comforting words of our tradition. Many of you, I know, have memorized this psalm. And that's one of the reasons we invited you to recite it with us, and we used the King James Version this morning, because those are the words that so many of us memorized in Sunday school growing up or later in life. Those are the words that we hear often recited at funerals and memorial services. In fact, these are words that are so familiar to us that we sometimes take them for granted. And maybe it's been a while since we've walked through this psalm with fresh eyes and ears to see if there are new things that God might show to us. And so I want to invite you this morning to come along with me on a brief walk through this very familiar psalm in this season that we're in of social distancing and pandemic and see what this psalm has to offer what blessings are buried within it for you and for me today. Well, as I see it, this psalm has three basic movements, and I want to look at each movement briefly with you. In the first movement, it's all about God's provision. The Lord is my shepherd. The psalmist announces this is the image that we're invited to explore together that we are sheep, helpless and needy, but we have a shepherd who knows us by name, who guides us on right paths, who leads us into green pastures and to still waters in places where there is an abundance of more than enough to eat and to drink. And in the presence of the good shepherd, we lack nothing. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I shall not lack anything. And yet here we are in this very unusual, scary season when we're not sure that we will have enough, or we're certainly not sure that everyone will have enough. I was listening to a story on my way into the church this morning an interview with a man in North Carolina who's lost his job and he's been trying to get connected with unemployment and he can't get through and he's worrying about how he's going to pay his rent and how he's going to buy his groceries. We all joke about the lack of toilet paper, but deep down we're concerned about there being enough. And news stories this week about perhaps a shortage of meat, it gives us anxiety, it makes us wonder, does God provide? Will God provide the abundance of enough for all? Well, the psalm invites us to trust in God's provision, to know and believe deep down that it is God's good will that all will have enough, 
that there will be an abundance of enough for all and no one will have lack. And perhaps that means for us who are the sheep of God's pasture that it's part of our calling to participate in providing for others, to make sure that God's will is being done even in this moment, to do what we can to share and to notice where there is lack. And so we have this invitation today to share food with our neighbors at Glencliff United Methodist Church, all sorts of opportunities coming before us every day to share as we're able. And I believe that is part of our calling to participate in the work of the shepherd and to trust that there will be enough for us as well. Then the psalmist shifts into the second movement. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the Hebrew here implies the deepest, darkest places, places where there is death. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. One of the things this tells us is that following the shepherd's path doesn't mean that we will avoid the dark times. It doesn't say the shepherd will take us the long way around and help us avoid suffering. It doesn't say that the shepherd will rescue us from the darkest valley or rescue us even from death, but that walking through the valley is part of living. There are times when we are in the green pastures and by the still waters and times when we are walking through dark places of trouble. But even there, we will not be afraid for God is with us. Did you notice in this second movement, there's a shift in the pronouns? In the first movement, it's the Lord is my shepherd. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Talking about the shepherd in the third person. But here in the second movement, it shifts. I will not fear because you are with me. This reminds us that our relationship with God is an intimate one-on-one -on -one relationship of love and trust. We say in our creed nearly every week, and we'll say it in a few moments, we are not alone, God is with us. And sometimes we also need to say, I am not alone, you, O oh God, are with me. So remember this morning, if you are by yourself or if you are feeling alone, that God is a shepherd who knows you by name and is with you right where you are, ready to provide and protect and hold you even as we walk through the dark valley. We say in our creed, as we'll say in a few moments, you are with us in life in death, in life beyond death. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. And finally, the third movement, 
brings us to the table. The psalmist seems to leave behind this image of the shepherd and now give us this image of God who is inviting us into God's home, into God's house, and preparing a table for us. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Now what does that mean? I've always imagined it means that, that God escorts me in and gives me a seat of honor and fills my, my plate and my cup while all of my enemies, people who've hurt my feelings, people I disagree with, people who've hurt me, are watching and grinding their teeth with jealousy. And I do think there's an element of that in the psalm, that God will provide for us and protect us from hurt from our enemies. We can eat in peace knowing that our enemies cannot hurt us at God's table. But I wonder also if we could look at the image a different way. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Maybe my enemies are also at the table. Maybe in God's house, at God's table, there is a place for everyone, even my enemies. There is a place for all at God's table. We believe that. In our church, in the United Methodist Church, we make it known as we come to the table, this is Christ's table, and anyone is welcome at the table. So the psalm affirms, perhaps, that there's a place for everyone at the table, and there's a place for you. And at God's table, there is more than enough. At God's table, the cup overflows. Your head is anointed. You are cherished and honored and treated as God's special guest. All of us are. And then at the end of the psalm, we hear the psalmist proclaim that he's finally found the place where he is home, where he belongs. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. My friends, this table is our home. And even though we are gathered around many different tables today in many different homes, we have one host, the Good Shepherd, we have one meal that we share. It is a meal of grace and abundance and love. And we share it together. So my friends, at the invitation of the Good Shepherd, let us come home. Amen.